Okay, thank you, Laurie-Anne, for that. And also just to remind you, or to let you know if you still do not know, uh, we've got Clem Ferris all the way from the States who's going to be live with us on Thursday evening, 7 o'clock on our Gateway Church Abergavenny Facebook page. Listen, we need to hear a prophetic voice in a time such as this. And Clem's an outstanding prophet of God, been a blessing to us at Gateway uh, several times that he's been here. And what a delight and joy that we can have him speak in the midst of the situation. So Thursday evening, live on our Gateway Church, Abergavenny uh, Facebook page. And, and the following Thursday, some of you may not know, uh, we've, all, we've got Robert Slayden, again, the author of God's Generals. Uh, he's coming to us live from the States again uh, on Gateway Church Live uh, program, which is on our Gateway Church, Abergavenny Facebook page. Right. Hey, today is Easter Sunday, and I've been meditating on what is it that the Lord wants to bring to us, uh, what is it that he wants to remind us of uh, this morning. And three things, three things came to my mind, facts, three facts uh, about the Easter message, three realities that Easter Sunday 2,000 years ago established once and for all never to be changed, applicable 2,000 years ago, applicable today, applicable forever. And let me quickly give you the three things that Easter morning 2,000 years ago established once and for all. Number one, there is life beyond the grave. Hallelujah. I can stop right there. That's enough to celebrate. Because of what Jesus did, there is life beyond the grave. You know, a very significant verse in the Bible comes to my mind uh, when we're talking about life after death uh, on this, you know, this side of eternity. There's a verse in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 19 to 22. This is what Paul says. He says, and if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone else in the world. That means if all that we're doing following Christ is just for this world, we're pitiful people. But he says in verse 20, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Verse 22. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's what hallelujah means. Praise the Lord. That there is life beyond the grave. And Paul says, just as death came through our first father, Adam, Jesus came to turn the tables around. Jesus' death was the game changer. He came and died so that we can have eternal life. And as we celebrate on Easter Sunday, he didn't just die, but he rose again. He conquered death. And that's what now gives eternal life to all of us. And the interesting bit in that verse, it says, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. Listen, I had to choose to belong to Christ. 
didn't just happen automatically. God gives us a free will. That's a beautiful thing. He never forces himself upon us. And so I had to make a choice at some point in my life. Did, do I, Chris, do you want to belong to him? What does it mean to belong to him? It means saying, not my will from today, Lord, but your will be done. It means saying, I cannot save myself. I need what you've done on that cross to save me. Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. Jesus, I want to follow you for the rest of my life. I want to put away my own philosophy of life. I want to embrace your way of life, your teaching, your principle, your everything. And that's when we belong to him. And this is, this is beautiful. It says, and everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. My friend, if you're watching me today and you've never heard a message like this, on this Easter Sunday, may I encourage you by the end of the service, perhaps even right now, to give your life to Jesus. Belong to him. Life will never be the same again, not just on this earth, but for all eternity. That is the message of Easter, that there is life beyond the grave. And I, I can tell you more so in times such as this. This is such a relevant message. Only last night, you know, we're hearing of stories of people dying in the hundreds. You know, a pastor friend of mine uh, was, was telling us last, last night, uh, or was it the day before yesterday night, we're losing track of the days these days, a 45-year-old young lady, single mom, died because of the coronavirus, battled till the end, but died in the end, leaving behind a 13-year-old daughter. You know how painful that is. But, but the joy that we took from that situation was that she knew Jesus. She knew Jesus. She belonged to him. And because she belonged to him, we know that we will meet her one day. Her daughter knows that she will meet her one day. And my friends, I want to urge you today on this Easter Sunday, think about your soul. Because that is what the Easter message is all about. That there is life beyond the grave. And that's what Jesus came to give us. And that's why we celebrate. That's why we dance. That beyond anything else that we can have in this world, the greatest gift, the greatest blessing a human being can have is the assurance that when we close our eyes on this, in this world, we have a home with the one who created us. You know, as that song says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Fear of death as well is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. Life is worth living this side of eternity. And life is worth living because of what lies beyond the grave. My first message to us on this Easter Sunday morning is there is life beyond the grave. And that is good news on this Easter Sunday. The second thing, the second fact that Easter Sunday, 2,000 years established. Besides life being available now beyond the grave. Is that there is a God who cares. There is a God who cares. You know, if you read the Bible, you will understand that we as mankind, we as humankind, decided to turn away from God. We chose to say we don't want you. And God could have said, yes, if that's what you want. You've chosen your own destiny. But the Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus. He gave. He pursued us. He chased after us. He ran after us. You know, when we turned our backs on him, he came after us and he said, listen, I don't want to leave you where you are in that hopeless situation. I'm going to send my son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, to die. That whoever believes in him will not die, but have eternal life. Listen, in my own journey, I grew up knowing the Lord, but there was a few years in my own journey of faith where I decided to turn away from everything to do with God. I was trying to find my own identity, find myself, and so I walked away from everything, walked away from God. In a way, there were, in fact, if I'm honest, there were times I even said that prayer and said, God, don't come after me because this is my life now. But what was amazing, a few years after going away from him and everything actually spiraling downwards, things didn't get better, things got worse. There was an emptiness on the inside. And I was running and running and running, trying to find something, not knowing I was trying to find something to fill that, that void on the inside. And I can remember this so vividly. I mean, I'm not going to go into all the detail, but Gateway knows my story. But God came chasing after me, and this is what he, he put in my heart. He whispered this in, in my ears. Chris, why are you running away from me when you knew me as a little boy? And all I want to do is curse you. Listen, that broke my heart. That this God who I was running away from, this God who, was, who I was pushing away and saying, I don't need you. He chose to run after me and come and pick me up from the mess that I was in. And he says, all I want to do is care for you. Listen, religion is a set of do's and don'ts. Religion is boring. I don't do religion. But I do a relationship with the one who created me. And he wants to care for me. He wants to care for us. And that's why my second point to us this Easter Sunday morning is there is a God who cares for us. You know, another beautiful uh, verse that comes to my mind is Romans 8.32. It says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things. Listen, God cares for our souls, but, all, but God also cares for every single detail of our lives. It's not just about eternity, which is the biggest deal, but he cares about every single second that we go through on planet earth. And that's so encouraging. For me, that is so heartening that God says, listen, I care about you. I know. And, and the fact, and I said, shared this last Sunday, the fact that he knows what I'm going through is enough for me. The outcome of whatever I'm going through then I know is in his hands. And he's only got good plans for me. It may seem like disaster sometimes. But in his, his equation, he knows the end from the beginning. And so I want to encourage you today. Whatever you might be facing. Whatever you might be going through. The message of Easter this Sunday morning is there is a God who cares. There is life beyond the grave. But there is a God who cares out today. There's a God who cares about our past and wants to fix that and wants to clean that and wants to sort us out and give us a brand new start every single day of our lives. I want you to know right now as you're watching, He knows you by name. That song said, He called my name. It's true. He knows you by name. 
He knows how many hair are on your head. So beautiful that there is a God who cares. And the third point that I want to make this morning, Easter Sunday 2020, the third fact that was established 2,000 years ago is that there is a divine design in God's divine process. There's design in his process. Sometimes we cannot comprehend. Sometimes when we look at the circumstance, we think, what in the world is happening? But I want you to know, if you belong to Jesus, there's a process happening with your life. And in that process, as chaotic it, that it may seem sometimes, there is divine design. Did, little did we know, I mean, we know now after we became Christians and we read the Bible, that the plan of salvation was actually forged way, 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 way before Jesus came. In fact, in the Garden of Eden, after Adam and Eve turned their backs on God, God put the plan of salvation in place way back then. It took 4,000 years, approximately, for Jesus to come and fulfill that plan. And there was a process. Even when everything might have seemed lost, divine design was working. There is divine design in God's divine process. Listen, in our own lives, as I said earlier, there are times it may seem like, God, what are you doing? I don't understand. Lord, do you have your finger on this? I want you to know, as I said earlier, he knows the end from the beginning. And even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of things not seeming to be going right, there is divine design. One of the most beautiful words on the cross of Calvary was when Jesus cried out, It is finished. And I love preaching on that. Maybe I'll do that sermon at some point of time. But when Jesus shouted out, It is finished. I had this revelation one day, a personal revelation for me, that Chris, when Jesus cried out, It is finished. Not only did he take care of the plan of salvation for the whole of mankind, not only did he take care of the plan of salvation for your life, but he took care of every detail of your life on planet Earth. My future, my finances, my family life, my mind, my heart, my feelings. Listen, he, he took care of that already. And right now the process of whatever he had for my life is being worked out. It may sometimes not go the way I want it to go. There may be times I may not understand and think, God, what in the world are you doing? But because of Easter Sunday, I know there is no uncertainty that God's ways are higher than my ways. But God's process has divine design, divine purpose. You may be going through something right now. God is able to turn that around for good. God is able to bring good out of what may seem not so good because he's the master architect. He's the master designer. And I always say this again. If there's one person who can take the millions and millions of broken pieces of our lives and turn them into a masterpiece, it is God himself. So my Easter message to us this morning, three things. There is life beyond the grave. There is a God who cares. And there is divine design in God's divine process. As I end these few thoughts,
Let me read for you that beautiful song, the lyrics of that beautiful song that I quoted earlier. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Listen to this. It says, God sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living. Just because he lives. I like the second verse. It says, and then one day, one day, one day, one day, I'll cross that river. Listen, all of us have to cross that river one day. If not now, someday. Death is inevitable, this side of eternity. So listen to this. And then one day, I'll cross that river. I'll fight life's final war with pain. And then, as death gives way to victory, I'll see the lights of glory. And I'll know the encouragement that comes with Easter Sunday and the Easter message just as Her Majesty the Queen reminded us last that Easter message is timeless it's applicable even to today but that verse that I read right at the start everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life today I belong to him not because I'm good, not because I can do good all the time. I mess up, I fail, I fall, but because I belong to him and I'm pursuing him, I'm running after him. It's his righteousness, his sacrifice on that cross that gives me eternal life. And if you want to have eternal life, perhaps right now, can say I want to belong to him Chris I want to belong to him life is uncertain death is a reality I don't know when my time will come but on this Easter morning as you're reminding me there is there is life beyond the grave I want to give my life to Jesus maybe right now you can bow your head and I want to pray for you and in the quiet of your heart you can reach out to him and say I don't truly understand but I want what Chris is talking about. I want to have the assurance of life beyond the grave. I want to have a relationship with that God who cares for me. And I want to become part of his divine plan and process by belonging to you, oh God. And so Lord, I pray for my friends this morning, wherever they may be listening, watching, and maybe this message has touched them this Easter morning. It's not just another Sunday service they're tuning into, but this is going to be a life-changing moment for them, a game-changer where you're going to come into their heart and you're going to live with them, in them, and, and hold their hand right through this life. And as that song says, one day, when we cross that river, you'll be waiting at those pearly gates in heaven with arms open wide to say welcome 
Welcome into my kingdom. Welcome, my son, my daughter. So I pray, Lord, that my friends, my brothers, my sisters watching this morning would embrace the message of the cross, would embrace the message of Resurrection Sunday, and that their lives will never be the same again. Listen, if you've joined with me in that prayer, we'd like to hear from you send us an email, put a message right now perhaps if you've made a prayer and one of us will get in touch with you, talk to you tell you more, pray over the phone with you we may be far away physically but we're just a phone call away we can talk to you, pray with you and your life will be filled with joy and peace and assurance that this world cannot give, that money cannot buy but no, what Jesus came to service we're going to sing uh, one of our favorite songs at gateway we sang it last sunday but by public demand we're going to sing it again because happy day is such a meaningful song happy day was when jesus washed my sins away and i'm going to come and give you a final greeting at the end god bless you and thank you for tuning in let's sing this song together let's sing and dance and celebrate in our living rooms oh happy day